Welcome to the A-Game Podcast with Nick LaMagna, digging into the minds and experiences of some of today's brightest entrepreneurs in real estate and business, along with Hollywood stars, UFC fighters, and your favorite rock bands. People that have figured out how to overcome obstacles, take chances, live boldly, and no matter what they do, they always bring their A-Game. My guest today on the A-Game Podcast is Alberto Crane. He is a fifth-degree Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt, former professional MMA fighter who's fought in the UFC. He is also an amazing guy as far as businesses and mindset. He's the guy behind TACFIT right now. He's pushing that a lot in conjunction with his uh, Jiu-Jitsu. For those of you who don't know, he was diagnosed with MS and has been using TACFIT as a supplementation to Jiu-Jitsu and to a lot of other prescription medicines and maybe bad advice he's got from the medical community and it's literally changed his life and changed others as well so it's really inspirational story to hear about the things he's done and accomplished and it all again comes down to mindsets and making choices so we do talk a lot about that during this episode not only jujitsu not only uh tax fit but we talk a lot about things like think and grow rich traction running a business surrounding yourself with the right people senses of community and all kinds of different things related to the perseverance of being successful. And once again, bringing your A-game and everything. So uh, the guys is pretty incredible. He's got the Alberto Crane Show podcast. He's got guys that train in his gym like Joey Diaz, Mark Paul Gosler from Saved by the Bell, uh, Vin Diesel. I mean, he's just, he's connected on and off the mat with many really impressive people. And uh, everybody that comes across from Matt Sarah to all these other guys, always has really great things to say about him. And I had an amazing time training with him and getting to know him and now calling him a friend as well. So I very much appreciate him coming on. I didn't even know half these things about him when we first met. I just thought he was a great jiu-jitsu instructor, a good dude. And um, and you find that all these other amazing things about his story and his journey, which is what I love about connecting off the mats on podcasts and things like that. So I think you guys will love him. Definitely do a deep dive on him. I didn't get to talk to him about the cadaver, but Listen to the episode he did with Mark Paul Gosler on the Alberto Crane show when he talks about literally dissecting the body because he's the kind of guy who just needs to understand things. And I, I thought it was just incredible and just the, so many different things, so many different levels. Uh, that was really, really interesting to listen to and kind of inspirationally here. It really pushes you to want to do things every day. So I am going to continue to try to do TACFIT more and more. And uh, if you're listening to this episode, go to TACFIT.com and check it out. And if you're interested in potentially being an investor in TACFIT, you can email him directly, info at TACFIT.com or TACFITteam.com. I will get the specifics, but check the show notes. I'll put the email in the show notes for that. And uh, definitely, if you're interested in kind of spreading the word on that, I think it's it's huge. You know, people have done CrossFit, Jiu-Jitsu, all these different things. And uh, being somebody who's tried it a little bit and seen some immediate results, I think it is going to be a huge thing, especially for guys that are a little older, uh, maybe a little beat up from training, fighting, doing construction, whatever it is. I think TACFIT is going to be a huge new resurgence on the health side of things. And listening to him talk about how it's helped with such serious conditions as MS and some of the other people that he has in his life that has helped him with injuries that people say, hey, you're just going to need surgery. You're just going to have to take these pills and seeing that you don't have to do that, I think is uh, is very revolutionary. So definitely happy to help push that, push that product and support Alberto Legacy BJJ, TACFIT, and anything we can for him in the Alberto Crane Show. So thank you so much for coming on. I look forward to seeing him again soon, and I think you guys are going to love him and love this podcast as well. Check out his social media, watch him doing TACFIT literally all over the world. Uh, it's pretty cool stuff. So definitely jump in on that. If you are interested in investing in real estate, 
please text me directly 516-540-5733 and tell me you want to do your first deal or your next deal together and we can start to have that conversation whether you want to buy properties from me sell properties to me or find a way to partner on your next deal we can definitely have that conversation nicknicknick.com slash links is all the ways to find the sponsors of the show including naked warrior recovery cbd owned by navy seal william braddon put in co-nome co-nome promo code a game for 20 percent off as well as finding reva global and a place to get finances for all your deals through nationwide business capital group and marianne all can get through nicknicknick.com slash links and while you are there you'll see all the ways to subscribe to this podcast and all the ways to connect with me on social media Please, if you enjoy this show, if you enjoy these guests, if you enjoy jujitsu or any of those things, and you would like us to have continual A-game podcast guests on that come and give you guys free interviews, free information, free investing tips, free life tips, please just interact on social media, whether it's Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or YouTube or wherever. A couple of likes here, a thumbs up, an A-OK, a great stuff, or just a share really goes a long way to make the guests feel loved and the information feel appreciated. And last but not least, if you would like to have more value we can give you a free checklist for all the ways to bring more value to your buyers. If you are a real estate agent, broker, or wholesaler, go to nicknicknick.com slash biggerpockets. So once again, shout out to Alberto Crane, Legacy BJJ, TACFIT Academy. I appreciate you guys coming on. I appreciate you guys listening to the Game Podcast. Alberto Crane, ladies and gentlemen, have your day. All right, my guest today on the A-Game Podcast is an entrepreneur, real estate investor, and business owner. He is the first American given a black belt in Brazil under Gracie Barra and is now a fifth-degree black belt and a jiu-jitsu world champion under Dracolino and Carlos Gracie Jr. He's even won an open-weight tournament with food poisoning, which I'm sure we'll get into talking about. Fighting out of New Mexico, growing up in Germany, and has had many stops along the way, which I find incredible. He now calls California home, where he's the owner of Legacy BJJ in Burbank, Pasadena, and Glendale. He's a former professional MMA fighter who fought in some of the biggest stages in the world, including the UFC, and winning a world championship with King of the Cage. He now not only coaches the minds, body, and skills of other athletes and humans, he is the owner of the Asi Jungle Cafe in Burbank, and also the director of TACFIN International, which we are going to talk a ton about the host of the Alberto Crane Show, hosting some of such amazing guests as Mark Paul Gosler, Rafael Lovato Jr., and even Hoist Gracie. And more importantly, he is our guest today on the A-Game Podcast. Welcome, Alberto Crane. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, brother. It's an honor. It's an honor so, so good to have you on, man. You uh, dude, you, you have such a, you're so humble and so quiet. You know, like uh, you, <laughs> you did me a favor and you came and you met me for a private when I was out there, man. And uh the stuff you taught was so great, man. I really got a ton out of it. And I look forward to coming back there actually just to link up with you again. But um, man, since then, I just, I've been like watching your stuff and listening to your podcast and dude, your, your story is absolutely freaking incredible, man. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Yeah. I've been just following the heart, you know, one thing led to another stopping by meeting Matt Sarah on my way down to Brazil. Hands of grace <laughs> giving me a laptop, getting, getting trapped at the, you know, by the customs. Cause I, I didn't, I was 18 years old at the time. So I didn't know to not tell the truth, right. That it's not my laptop. <laughs> I told them it wasn't my laptop. <laughs> and so they seized it anyway. It was, a, it's, it's been a great journey. What, a, what a amazing journey and so grateful for, for it all. So for people who aren't hundred percent familiar with you yet, I, I know we'll, we'll kind of go out to a little different branches here, but can you give a, a 30,000 foot view of a little bit of who you are and where you came from? Yeah, so when I was uh, 18, I, uh, I, you know, I got into jiu-jitsu, and when I really, uh, my brother, good friends, Amal Easton, he went down to Brazil first, 
And he came back with all these pictures and stories and techniques, jiu-jitsu techniques, and, uh, and uh, told me all about it. And so I went down to Brazil and it just opened my mind up and took me to some tournaments and I just really fell in love with it. And, uh, and then I read a book. He told me to read this book called Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And I got laser-like focus. I wrote down my goals, what I wanted to be, what I wanted to do. And that meant going back to Brazil and, you know, pursuing to be, be the best. And it's just transferred and translated into everything that I do. Um, and the interesting part, too, you know, so I, I pursued jujitsu and then I fought professionally for 10 years. Uh, and then, of course, I'm, and in that process, you know, I have the schools and the businesses and and uh, investing in, in different things that, you know, that makes sense. Um, but just always with that, that, you know, the mindset of the you know, the Napoleon Hill that's thinking grow rich along the way. I love that, man. You know, it really encompasses what I love about guests. Obviously, I'm, I'm partial to guys that invest into jujitsu, but just anybody who does exactly what you just say and really kind of giving it your all for everything you're in, you don't seem to go halfway into anything. And it's pretty, it's pretty incredible, even, even to the point which, uh, you know, we'll dig a little bit more of, but I was listening to you talk about how you were interested in how the body works. So you started like dissecting cadavers and stuff and like all the, like all the stuff, man, like you really, like it, it blows me away the way that your, your mind thinks about things and the way that your actions then go, I'm just going to go jump in and do that and figure that out and, and all those things. Have you always been like that since a kid of just the curiosity and then the action behind the curiosity or did I something change that? that? I, I guess so, you know, I guess so. But really jujitsu, it gave me like the blueprint. And what's interesting too is, you know, I, I talked to my, you know, different friends, right? Like guys that became big in, in UFC and MMA and jujitsu and all that. Uh, and uh, they always tell me like they won, you know, they came and they had successes early on, except for Saul Ribeiro. He actually lost all the way until he got to black belt. He and, oh. and what's funny is he's my probably my my favorite competitor of all time just because of what I learned from him as far as tactics and game planning things like that because he was the first one to do it. But I lost a lot when I first got into jujitsu, uh, competing. When I started competing, I lost like my first thirteen tournaments, and I lost my first or my sec my second match, and uh, you know reading that book, Think and Grow Rich, you know, Pulling Hill and all that, it uh, kept me focused, kept me on task, even though I feel like, man, maybe I should do something else. But because I wrote down my goals, because I, I followed the principles, I was able to st stay on task. And coming out of that and winning finally a tournament, man, it, talk about confidence. It's translated into, like I said, into everything that I've done in my life. Um, and uh Maybe it is, maybe it is part of my personality, but I think it's definitely uh, ingrained it in me, the, my jujitsu journey and, uh, and uh, yeah, going all in and really committing to, to whatever I put my, I put my heart into, you know? That's what it takes, man. I love that. And I love how there's always cat. I know I bring this up like every podcast, people are probably sick of me talking about it, but there's, there's a book, uh, the five people you meet in heaven. And it talks about, when they go to heaven, it's, it's not the five. You would think it's your mom, your dad, your brother, but it's like five people that you almost are like, well, why would you even be here? And they go back and they say like 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years ago, you did this thing for me that wasn't a big deal to you, but it changed my life or changed my path or changed my trajectory. And I feel like Amal Easton giving you that book is one of those people who might be there. And Jerome Short could be another guy that could be responsible for like these like little things that might not seem huge to them that were a massive turning point in your life. 
man, he's done all this uh, homework. Jerome Short, like, <laughs> the first, he's the guy who finally convinced me to do my first jiu-jitsu class. And he was the guy who got me in an armbar like 10 times my first class. And it just blew my mind. I, I couldn't believe it. This little guy was just armbarring me. Yeah, and then Amal Easton, like a big brother, he's been to all my my life events, you know, from, you know, at jiu-jitsu, MMA, even my marriage, and just just all my 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 life events so yeah those guys for sure but i'm all eastern for sure he's like my like my big brother um and just just mentor you know as well i haven't met him a couple of times i've tried to link up with him out there in denver when i was out there for different stuff but matt always says amazing things about him and jason rao shout out to jason rao just opened up vanguard bjj but he um my buddy jeremy black is a real estate guy out there he was looking for a place to train and Jason made a call to Amal and Amal set him up with Elliot Marshall and he loved it, man. Like he's been doing it ever since. And he, they, they were like trading t-shirts. Those guys treated him so well out there. So just, yeah. you know, another, another thing about how, like, uh, you know, a guy knows a guy who knows somebody at jujitsu and they hear that you're connected with Matt Sarah or they're connected with Alberto Crane and they just treat you so well, man. So I appreciate guys like that. I've heard nothing but them being like class acts on and off the mat at that school. For sure. Easton BJJ in Colorado. Uh, I mean, you know, proofs in the put like you look you look them up. They're they're the ones, you know, for jujitsu and just quality, right? Quality, good good martial arts, uh, good people. Just yeah, they're they're the ones. And I, I still learn. I'm still learning. You know, and I do courses with uh they have uh, Easton online where they, they mentor uh, you know, gyms and things like that. And so I'm always I'm always trying to learn and and I appreciate them because they do things with integrity, right? They, uh, you know, they don't, they're not like lying. They're not like, you know, trying to just sell something. They, they really live, live the life, you know, they really walk the walk. That's cool, man. So with him giving you Think and Grow Rich and, and having your goals set, obviously you're a very goal-oriented person. What do you do like on a daily, weekly, monthly basis? Do you, do you write them down? Do you keep them somewhere? Do you, do you revisit them and adjust them on certain points throughout the year? Um, so that's, that's a great question, right? Like my, so it's funny cause I've been reading Think and Grow Rich, right? For, I don't know how many years it's been like 25 years plus, you know, um, maybe it was, it's like 18. Now I'm actually more than that, right? <laughs> 40, uh, getting up there 28 years. I don't even know. Almost 30 years I've been reading this book. Right. And so I go on a long road trip, you know, I go visit my mom in New Mexico and whenever there's an opportunity, even on, on flights or whatever, I just, I, I just throw it on, right? And then I get, I learn something that, because I'm in a different place in my life, right? So I've been reading this book for like the last 30 years. But for sure, I setting my goals, right? I started getting into this thing called uh, gaining specialized knowledge, right? So uh, this book called Traction and just systemizing and setting your, you know, your 10-year, five-year, three-year, one-year goals, right? So having those things in place. I've been, you know, um, implementing that into the, into, into, you know, jujitsu by the gyms here and then also, you know, attack with as well. Um, so we're, so we're on task, you know, um, and I always, like, I go back, of course, my jujitsu journey, my competitive journey and writing those goals down of what I wanted to do. Uh, like they help you because there's going to be good times and bad times. There's going to be times that you want, you feel like quitting and stopping, which I felt many times, especially when I, you know, when you get armbarred or, have a tough loss, right? And you still haven't won one. You're like, man, I should just do something else. But because I wrote down my goal in the time frame, like you know, specific goals, right? Smart goals. Uh, I was able to just keep going, you know. And then I made it. I did it. 
That's awesome, man. It's interesting that you said those two books because Traction and Think and Grow Rich are two books that I have started so many times and I just never get through them because they're the kind of books where, especially Traction, you you literally have to, you can't just read it and throw it on the bookshelf and be like, I got that now. It forces you to take action and takes these steps, which I, out of all of the books of all the entrepreneurs and business guys that I've met and interviewed, those two come up across the board as like the game changers for everybody for either being the thing that got them interested in, in doing bigger things in life and think and grow rich and then actually implementing those things and running a successful business through traction. So doesn't surprise me, sir, that you're as successful as you are and you have those in your, in your uh, library as well. Yeah. Yeah. Just try to always keep learning. Right. And uh, just try myself with the, you know, the best that I can surround myself with. So sure. I, I, th I think that that's a huge thing right there that that it's very interesting to watch across the board how that becomes a thing as we as we transition and talking about BJ, BJJ and stuff like that here. But I remember I had a I had a jujitsu video. I forget what it was, but there was like a cool move that I picked up and I, I sent it to Matt. And as I was sending it to him, because I didn't want to like I sent it to a couple of my friends like this is cool. And then I was going to go send it to Matt and I stopped and I was like, ah, maybe I won't. I was like, well, he wouldn't want me not to do that because I was like, well, man. I was like, no, you know what? We're friends. I'm going to send it to him. And as soon as I did, I felt like a moron. I was like, why did I just send a jujitsu move to Matt? And I was like, dude, I'm sorry I even sent that. You've probably seen. And he was like, no, man. He's like, always send that stuff. There's always something I can learn. I'm always why. And I'm like, the guys that are at the top of their game, that's what they say is things like that. I'm, I'm always learning. But in business, especially, I see guys like that on and off the mats that the new guys come on and they go, man, I just, I need that one thing. And after I get that, I th then I'm good. I don't need, it's like, okay, well, Alberto and Matt have been doing this for like 30 years and they're still learning, but you watch this thing on YouTube and that's it. You got it. Or, you know, you watch this, you read this one chapter of this book and now you're off doing real estate for the next 30 years. So it's just interesting how the more successful and accomplished you are, the more you realize how much more there is to learn and it becomes an exciting thing. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if that shifts with your mentality as you start to get humbled on the mat and realize that you have to be open to learning because there's better people out there and your ego is going to hurt you. But have you again, always been like that? And from the jujitsu side of it, not to put too many questions in a row, but I'm interested to see when guys come into your schools now, how do you react to guys like that? that kind of walk in the first day thinking that they're just going to beat up the whole class or they're, you know, yeah. You know, so going back to the you know, what you start, what you mentioned at the beginning about you know just staying humble, right? And that's what that's what one of the things that jujitsu gives you. It makes you a better person, and because of that humility, you're able to keep striving for you know to to improve. And I think you know you're you're saying like successful, you know, uh, you know, Matt Sarah, you know, uh, veteran champion, world champ, UFC champ, you know. These guys, like, they're always staying humble. They're always learning, right? And so I think that's one of the gifts that jiu-jitsu gives you, right? To, it, just, there's always somebody better than you and just the mindset to, to, to always keep learning. Um, so for sure, jiu-jitsu has given that to me. And that, again, I'll say it again. I'm like a broken record. But, you know, it's, I've, you know I've, it's gone to every facet of my life, everything that I've done in my life. Um, and then uh, what was I going to say? You were talking about the, the makes you humble. Um, uh, you know, like the, you know, the, the most successful CEOs, right? Like martial arts or military, right? Yeah. 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 Right. They say, right. They say, so, you know, like discipline, right. The discipline for sure. And so I say discipline, but then also that humility, that humility, I think that Mark, it just makes you a better person. Right. Um, 
so I think, I think that's big, you know, I think that's big and just sets you up for success. Right. Because if you're an all at all, like you're, you know, your, your cup of tea is going to be, you know, it's going to be full, right. You're not going to be able to, you know, learn and, and improve. Right. And be great. Right. You can only get to a certain levels. So, you know, it's a, it's a great point, right. To always stay humble so you can learn, right. Learn from somebody better than you. Maybe you're great. You're maybe you're the best at what you do, but maybe there's somebody you always staying open to, you know, somebody else, maybe he's doing some, some part better, right. Cause everybody's, you know, better at something than you and that. So like being humble to be able to maybe add that part to your game for jujitsu, but also I'm sure with real estate or any kind of business thing, right. That they do that part better than you. And so just being able to be humble enough, be like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm Nick, I'm, I'm the man, you know, the, I know, you know, I'm, I'm this and that, but then being like, like, Hey, can you show me that? Right. Can you, uh, can you, can you teach me that? Right. And uh, yeah, that's, that's, I always want to be like that. I hope to always be like that. I hope to never be a know-it-all and, and uh, from jujitsu to, to anything, you know, um, I'm always a student. Well, it's interesting. Cause if you, if you think about breaking through just that initial barrier of like, Holy crap, first off, people walk around having no idea what a guy like Alberto Crane can actually do to them. You know what I mean? Just on the food chain of somebody like, let alone a guy who's like a, a mid-level jujitsu purple belt versus like a black belt versus like a fish. It's, it's just insane. And then you throw in like, man, there's this whole world of things that I never even knew that I can learn from that's never ending. And that's just jujitsu. Like, so I just, I find that like amazing and overwhelming at the same time of if there's so many things that I don't know that I could do so much better than in just jujitsu, what about all these other like amazing things in life that I can learn from all these other people and like the stuff you're doing traveling the world, man, I just, I, I think it's incredible. You know, I just, that's opening doors and just having those experiences and uh you know you can feel it again that's exactly how we we literally met up like that because i was like i'm going to pasadena i've been training jiu-jitsu for 15 years and every time i can go somewhere i want to find like the best guy in the area and have him teach me how to do stuff better and i i hunted you down you were gracious enough to meet me early in the morning man and it was incredible and immediately like we clicked and i was like man this is my guy and uh i just felt like that energy like that you just that I felt like you had so much knowledge and so much stuff that like, I was just like, man, it's like master, master splinter. That's how I felt. I was like, man, this guy's just like a wealth of just life experience. And I didn't even know the half of it at that point, man. So I'm very grateful that you made the time for me there, man. I had a great time. Thank you, brother. I felt the same, felt the same, you know, right. And, uh, uh, you know, but uh, jujitsu, right. It's like, yes, it teaches you, you know, how to fight, how to take care, take care of yourself, this and that. But man, like I was telling my wife, you know, you can have a, you know, a gym and, you know, it's a business and all that, luckily right now. Um, but the biggest thing it gives you is the network, right? The relationships. I was telling my wife that. And so, I mean, look, randomly, right? Like I'm going to Pasadena, you know, I mentioned the, you know, Matt, Matt's name. I was like, okay, all right. Okay, cool. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you just never know, right? You just never know. And that's one of the, one of the beautiful things that I love about jujitsu, but I think it's something that, uh, um, yeah, jujitsu gives us, right. But I think it's something that we can maybe take in other things, right. Really putting those relationships, but jujitsu makes you, it gives you that bond, right. That, that, that respect, that, uh, that connection, uh, you have an understanding of each other. I tell everybody it's the new golf because the relationships I've made for business have been insane. And, and it all comes from jujitsu, like people that would never sit down and talk to me or give me like the time like that. And it just becomes like that opener. That's totally different now of like, it's amazing all the people that are starting out or they just want to talk to me. Cause I know this guy, or I've trained here, or you're coming into town and you can meet there. And 
you know, the old days of getting together to play golf. I'm like, no, let's get together and meet at the jujitsu place and we'll roll for an hour and just hang out. Like, it's just, it's incredible. So interesting, right? Mark Zuckerberg, like you know, Lex Friedman, all these smart guys, right? Uh, uh, they're all, you know, Google, right? So many guys from Google and just all over the place. They're, they're doing jujitsu, right? There's a reason, right? Um, for so many reasons. The, the movement, right? The, you know, to go and so I can go and tackle, but just the neuroscience, right? Of the movement what it does for your brain. Like, you know, most of, most of us are sitting down, even though I'm, you know, pretty active, but you know, we all sit down too much. Right. And so, right. Jiu-jitsu allows you to open up and, and move your body. And then not just that, but you know, the relationships, the, the social aspects. Right. And uh, yeah, you're able to, you know, be, be present, right. Be present yes. and, uh, and uh, take you back to your, uh, you know, to, to, your childhood it was one of the psychologists in Pasadena actually told me back in the day you know when you I was like why do people that do jiu-jitsu feel like they're they're young you know so young at heart and he's like yeah when you're a kid everything's in the present as you get older you're either in the past or in the, you're in the future and so jiu-jitsu takes us back to a childhood even if it's just for you know 20 minutes or 10 minutes or whatever an hour that day just you know takes the just it's like meditation right and makes you makes you better makes you work better I love that you said that. I've never heard anybody discuss it like that. But I, I learned from, uh, I think you and I talked about you, Ruben Rivera, another uh, New Mexico guy. Mm. You know, Ruben, he's a uh, black belt under Eddie Bravo. But he was telling me how, like, his his baby at night, like, she goes to sleep and she wakes up. And then he's like, it's like an iPhone resetting. Now she's got, now she can point. Now she can say, mom, when she gets these new features. And I feel like we miss that because we're plugged in all day. And now there's no, like, work-life balance. And it's the only thing I can think of that, when I'm, I'm blocked up with some business problem or some life problem and, and the, the go-to might be, you don't have time to go to jujitsu today. You go there. And even though I'm like, I'm never going to be able to get this off my mind. Once you start rolling, it's like my neck, my this, my that Jason Rouse got my, you get out of there and you're like, holy crap. I didn't even realize I shut off for 45 minutes. And then you reboot and you're like, oh man, I see things so much more clearly now. And like, it, it, I think it's exactly that. It's the only thing that it doesn't give you a choice but to shut that off and let your brain and your body kind of reset and cool down. I know some guys get it through surfing and other stuff, but I haven't found anything like it in jujitsu that you have to literally be plugged in every second. It's really, it's amazing yeah. for me. The Buddhist monks, right. That invented it, you know, thousands of years ago, they knew what they were doing, right. <laughs> to bring you, bring you to the, to your essence, to, to the present, right. Like nothing else. When somebody's trying to choke you or armbar you, right. Trying to, trying to beat you up. Like, you're you're totally present. You have to be because if you're somewhere else, you're getting armbarred. You're getting choked, right? <laughs> sure. If you have been kicking yourself that you didn't start investing in real estate sooner, 2020 is coming to an end. Let's start 2021 off on a good note by getting you into some real estate, whether you're beginner, intermediate, or advanced. Any way you're looking to get it on a residential, commercial, land development, wholesaling, fix and flips, whatever it is, let's find a way to get you involved in some projects, get you some properties, whether you want to sell some properties to me, whether you want to buy some properties from me, whether residential, fix and flip, cash flow, multifamily, whatever it is you're looking for, let's figure out a way to get you involved or find a way for us to partner up on some deals. Go to www.nicknicknick.com, go on the consultation tab and figure out how to schedule an appointment to talk about where you fit in if you are not sure. Or you can just reach out to me on any of my social media channels. If you go on www.nicknicknick.com slash links, you will see all the different ways to connect with me and figure out how we can start to work together, make it happen. Everybody that invests in real estate always just says they wish they did it sooner. Best time to start is today. 
So I'm fascinated to hear your take and your timelines on jujitsu because there's not many people that you can talk to that started out like we were just talking about Matt and these guys were like sleeping in the schools. That was the place you live. Like you really couldn't make a living doing these things like Uriah Faber. I know it's kind of starting out like that. And you said you started out because somebody like showed you an arm bar and you were like, oh, there's no way this will work. And I've heard Ed O'Neill start like a lot of the same way. But now you look at the fact where you used to have to go so far to find a jujitsu school that was maybe open a couple of times a week to now, like literally on your same street, there's five. They're just everywhere. And and what are kids stories going to be like today? We're like, oh, I got into jujitsu because I saw like Conor McGregor. You know what I mean? Like that's what introduced them to him. So they're not looking at it anymore. Like, does it work? Does it not work? And I don't think they appreciate that there was just, there was, you can make a living now being a jujitsu guy. You can be yeah. in the gym all day. You can own a school. You can compete. That was not an option at all back then. So you training in Brazil, what was it like training then versus the way people kind of come in and look at jujitsu and train now? Well, I didn't know if I was going to have a future. I was going to be able to make a living from it. I just did it because I loved it. Like, I, I thought about it 24-7. That's all I wanted to do. It was my, it was my passion, my life's passion, right? So, uh, and then writing, writing down my goals and, you know, I just put it on another level, right, of focus. Um, but it's just like, it's, it's so cool. It's so, it's such a, I didn't, I don't know if it was going to, if it was going to ever be like as big as it is. I never thought about it. You know, I just followed my heart, right? I just followed my heart, wanted to do my best, right? Uh, but just to have UFC be a mainstream sport, you know, that's just where that that sells jujitsu. You have Joe Rogan selling jujitsu pretty much on every on every event. I didn't know if it was going to ever, you know, I, I didn't think about it. You know, uh, I just kept following my my heart and I knew I wanted to do this. Uh, and I knew like it was a, everything was a process. Right. Uh, you know, you talk about Matt Sarah, like he was sleeping in the gym at Henzo's when he was still with Kukuk, you know, yeah. uh, and that the back in the day. And he would stay there during the week and then go home on the weekend. And then Amal Easton, you know, he built a bunk bed in the back of his, you know, they have like nine gyms now. Uh, but, you know, he, he built a bunk bed in the back of his gym just to make it, you know. Um, and, uh, yeah, I never thought about, you know, making the business. But I just wanted to be able to keep doing it, you know, and be able to immerse myself in it and keep doing it. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I remember, I remember it was everything I said was a process. Right. And the next thing I knew I was like, okay, like I was, you know, I was putting everything I have into being the best and all that. And, uh, I was struggling, you know, struggling like financially, how am I going to pay my bills? Cause you're, you're just so focused on, on, you know, competing, winning that you don't think about anything else. And that also, if you have a gym means focusing on your students, doing a good job there. Um, so then I started to learn from like the karate guys and Taekwondo guys, cause they, they, they were doing it pretty good, right. To make it a business. And I remember one of my, my, my mom's like friends, they were all like teachers and educators in school, in the school systems. And I remember one of the ladies telling me like, you know, it's, it's all, it's all nice and, and cute, good for the, for the girls, whatever, but you can't really make a living, uh, when you get older. And I remember like, I was, I was younger. I was like, maybe I don't know, 23, 24, something like that. And I, and I was even before that, I was like maybe 21. And I really resented that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. I remember saying that, you know, and I was like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I didn't think about it at the time, but I, I it's not, obviously I'm still, I, I, I never forgot it. I was like, no, I'm going to make it. I'm going to figure it out. Uh, whatever I have to do, I have to build up, you know, sleep in the gym, whatever I have to do, I'm going to keep going. 
Uh, and luckily, the UFC, they had the ultimate fighter, right? And uh, and they had, uh, you know, the Stefan Bonner and and, <laughs> and the rest, uh, uh, Force Griffin, right, fight. And, uh, like, the rest is history, right? And it just kind of took off from there. Uh, and, uh, man, uh, you know, I don't know if I, when I moved out to L.A., I moved out here 15 years ago. I wasn't sure if I was going to do another gym just because it's a lot of work. Right. Uh, but now it's just, uh, and, and it, I love it. You know, it's in my heart. I, I, I really love what I do every single day. Um, and it's not, it's, I would probably be a, whatever investment banker or whatever, something else. Like if it was about the money, I really love what I do. I love like for you meeting you, and having a relationship with you, meeting you, seeing you, seeing you get good, seeing my students get good every single day and growing, you know, as people, man, that motivates me. That gets me up in the morning. I'm, I'm pumped, you know, to do what I do. Uh, um, so I'm so blessed, man. After all these years, I'm still so passionate about it. Like learning, studying, being, you know, like staying humble to learn from my students, right? Uh, not being a know-it-all, just all the lessons that jujitsu has given me. I'm just so grateful that I'm able to, you know, still be a hundred percent, you know, in, in all these things. And then also I'm mentioning to you attack with, you know, giving me another depth of, of learning, you know, um, you meant, I'm not sure if you mentioned, yeah, about the, the you know, the, the, the dissection, dissecting it, yeah, like yeah. you know? but you know, it's, it's just taking me on a whole other, you know, realm um, you know, in 2012, after five years, you know, fighting MM, like in the, after the UFC, uh, every five years, they make you do a brain MRI, you know, in, 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 in California, Nevada, and they found these, these lesions. Um, and so they said, they, they checked it out, they did, but they didn't let me fight. You know, like, we need to check this out. And then they diagnosed me with multiple sclerosis, you know, and told me I'd probably end up in a wheelchair. I don't know if it was one of the doctors or nurses. They, just, I just remember them telling me that, you know, at, at the time, and t and then they treated me like my life was over. And then you start to do some research, you start to, you know, look at YouTube videos and things like that, and you see like that's like could be a reality, reality, right? And then, uh, um, you know, I was like, can I still do jujitsu? He said yes, you know. And then they's like, you know, and they not on top of that, they asked me like, you want to let me know which uh, drugs, medication you want to take. You know, and, and they, they're like, bye, you know, they'll take care, you know. Uh, I was like, okay, you know, and I never accepted it. And uh, so I started what I know best is competing. Can I still do this? I said yes. And so I went on, I registered for a tournament and tournament I hadn't competed in, you know, a while because I was fighting MMA for, you know, for 10 years or whatever. And so I joined a jiu-jitsu tournament and then I did another one and another one and I started going international. There's like, oh, there's one in Germany, Munich, where I grew up, right? And then Brazil, I went to Manaus. I just went all over the world, right? And I had that moment in, in, uh, in Spain, actually, one of the last spots, you know, uh, where I was I had food poisoning, I had competed three weekends in a row. So I thought I was, oh, I was just exhausted, right? Because I had, I had issues, too. I had issues. I had issues with walking. I had issues with talking. You know, I had really serious issues. And uh, you just, you know, when you do jiu-jitsu and martial arts, it's that mind over matter, right? You just keep, you keep going, you keep moving, right? Um, but I had issues. I had real issues. And, um, and so... I had won the Donogi Worlds, you know, against the top level guy uh, a couple of weeks before that. And then, so I, but I, I committed to these, uh, these tournaments. And so I wasn't feeling good the night before. And then the day comes of the tournament and I'm still not feeling good. I wasn't able to eat and you know, I feel really bloated and just, you know, not good and uh, drink or eat. 
and then I, you know, went for my first match. I became friends with the guy before the match. And then he dropped his weight on my stomach. And I was like, oh, man, I have to throw up. And I didn't. I held it in. I lost the match by some points. And then uh, after, as soon as the match was over, I threw up, you know. And uh, I was completely, I was like a ghost, right? And uh, they're like, there's a, there's a, a, a bracket of three people. So I had another match, you know, if I wanted to continue. And uh, they, you, you okay? I'm like, yeah, let's go, let's go. And uh, I ended up, I was still in the, in the fight, you know, but I was totally out of it. I don't remember anything. And I got, ended up getting choked out unconscious. And, uh, you know, I'd never really, I'd never been choked unconscious, even in training. It happens, right? It can happen. You resist, you know, it happens. But in all my years, I'd never, that never happened to me. So I was really, I was, I woke up, you know, and I was really crushed. I was really bummed out. I was like, man, like, just totally like demoralized, right? Just for like crap, like, you know, I feel like I had the flu, right? I, I, so I didn't know what it was, right? I wasn't feeling good. I had food poisoning, like it felt like it feels like the flu, right? So I had food poisoning. I wasn't sure if I was, if I was clear with that. <laughs> and that's after throwing up. And then I became friends with the guy, right? My first opponent, he's like, hey man, are you gonna do the open weight? Cause I got bronze from those two matches. And I was like, nah, and I'm, I'm, I feel terrible. I was like, oh man, just put your name, maybe you feel better in a couple hours. And so that was, you know, I was like, what am I going to, you know, I was like, I might as well put my name, maybe I'll feel better. What am I going to do? Feel sorry for myself in the hotel room or, or, you know, here at the tournament. So I was like, might as well just feel like, feel like crap here, you know? And so I sat down and I started like thinking to myself, like, I believe in my technique. And it started to make me feel good every time I said that, you know, in my mind. And so I started repeating myself like a little mantra, right? I believe in my technique. I believe in my technique. And I said that probably for a couple hours. And uh, it gave me fuel, you know, just what I was telling myself. I went out there, won my first match, won my second match. And some of the guys were big, you know, and ended up having three matches and I won the division. And I even did like two more matches in the Nogi after that with no food, no water, feeling like crap with zero nothing inside of me being super weak, you know, just with mindset. And, uh, you know, I've competed in a lot of things. I've fought whatever. And I think, you know, it's probably like the highlight of my career because it showed me like the power of the mind, the power of like, you know, of our thoughts. Right. And, uh, I knew that that moment, it was, I just reflected that night, you know, and I remember like, I wasn't hadn't sunk in yet, but the next morning I was like, I knew, like I can win this MS diagnosis thing. I just knew it, you know? And that the next step, my subconscious took me to the TACFIT uh, certification. And the guy helped me for one of my UFC fights and he blew my mind also with all the things he was talking about. Breathing, the types of breathing, biomechanics, right? Like the structure in the body and, uh, you know, this flow state thing and uh, mobility and all these things and that anyway I ended up at a cert and I was like okay this is good for me and like I said I was in I wasn't I, I could compete and I could win still right but I was not doing well I'd be in pain all day long I was taking ibuprofen every single day probably for like 15 years every single day you know and uh and my wife was on me too you know for you know I was like and I stopped doing that once I started doing TACFIT you know, like after a week, I, I stopped doing that completely. I knew this, whatever was, whatever was happening, it was good for me. So I kept, I went all in again, you know, and I went to every single cert, every single workshop, every single thing, event that they had on the calendar. 
And again, I started traveling all over the place to, uh, to uh, you know, to really understand and learn the system because the harder I trained, the better I got. And so that we implemented it in, in our gym as well. And the same things happened with people that were doing it. You know, they recovered from injuries, they prevented injuries, and they improved their performance. Um, and, and when you start to go into the neuroscience and you hear Scott Sonnen, the founder of Tactics Speak, you know, it's like, man, you get smarter. It's called the world's smartest workout. You literally get smarter because you work in the right amount of stress, 60 to 80 percent of the heart rate max. We take our, our heart rate and all that, and you get new brain cells, arborization, <laughs> so they connect more, right? And one more thing, it's called myelinization, where the you know if you have electrical cord, the signal going to different parts of the body, it gets thicker. And so in MS, multiple sclerosis, your immune system attacks that myelin sheath, the myelin, and so you that's why your body starts to break down. That's why people end up in wheelchairs not able to talk and do whatever, grab a cup, you know? Um, and so that's what, that was happening to me. I was improving my, my cognitive abilities, just everything. And so I just, I just kept going, you know, I kept going and uh, here I am now working with TagFit, you know, um, some just, just, you know, cause I, you know, people felt it. I was just, I was like a marketing machine, right? I was like, uh, <laughs> and I wasn't a part business-wise at all. I just, I not only was I, now I'm a, you know, what's that? Was that hair club for men? Yes. Say like, you know, like I'm not just a client, but I'm a <laughs> yeah. president or something like that. But you know, that's like my story. I was the students and the clients, you know, and it's just changed my life that I could not not share that or do my best to help share that, you know. And here we are, you know, we uh, we just we launched our subscription service. You know, it's been around for 25 years, huh. and there's a lot of people around the world. It's an international company. Um where people say I'm a lifer. It's much more than just a fitness thing, right? It's like a way of life. And I, I, I compare it with martial arts because that's my background, but it's like a martial art without an opponent, but just with yourself. And it's interesting during the pandemic, you know, I don't, you, you can do a jujitsu with a dummy and all that, right? But it's not jujitsu, yeah. right? Oh right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but tax fit, we could do tax fit. And so we began to teach tax when we got more people involved with tax because we pay attention to the quality of your movement, your breath, you start to understand your body better. And because of that, you're able to execute the techniques better and learn the techniques better and things like that. And everything else that comes along with that, your mobility and everything else. So, uh, so, you know, it's one, one step, two steps. And I just followed my heart again. And uh, now we're able to help a lot of people and, you know, not just like locally in my gym, but around the world, you know, uh, with, with the system. Um, and so, like I shared with you a little bit, like some, you know, I, I talk about it with everybody, right. It's when I meet them, like, listen, man, and I'm like, why don't, why doesn't everybody do this? Right. Why doesn't everybody do like, they don't know how to move their joints. Like Scott Sonnen, the founder of TACFIT, like he says, you know, every day, everybody should mo move their, all of the joints. And most people don't know how to move all their joints. Right. Um, you know, get your heart rate up like once a day, like at least 20 minutes. Right. And then lift something heavy once a week, you know? And so, you know, like it can be a kettlebell, it can be barbell, whatever, just lift something heavy, deadlift, squat, whatever. Right. And you're good. Your health is totally optimal. Um, but of course, you can go deeper, right? Depending on your goals and what you what you need, maybe a different sport or whatever different things that you, ha you have from from the past. But uh, yeah, we're we're giving our all to to spread the system, and uh, I'm excited to see where it goes. Like it's been a couple of years now that I've been involved, and and we've done a lot, and and uh, we manufactured some club bells now in Brazil, some new club bells. We that's our that's our main tool, right? It's like it looks like a bat, right? Yeah, club yeah. like a club but a club bell and it's really like man it's like 
the tool that we're designed to hold, you know, and super technical. Um, uh, but learning never ends, like like jujitsu, you know. Man, I, there's so many incredible things to branch off of from that. I mean, obviously, I had no idea with the MS stuff. I I, I think that it's a huge inspiration for people that go through that to think, you know, they hear from a doctor, you can't do anything anymore. And then you look at a guy like you who's literally like competing and winning, you know, and I think it just, again, goes back to not to be like a broken record, but the values and the mindset that you learn from jujitsu about not being in a tough spot and not tapping out, like, no, I'm going to find a way out of this, or I'm going to freaking fight my way out until I'm unconscious, I, I think is one of the biggest things you can take away from that. And it's just crazy because I've used the analogy so many times in business that, I, dude, I was such a, a freaking easy sell, believed everybody, believed everything for years. And then you start doing stuff and you realize that people give you very confident advice, but they really have no freaking idea what they're talking about. And I always use the joke of like, what do you call the person who graduated last the medical school? Oh, they're still a doctor. They are not all equal, but they're giving this advice. So, hey man, like which one of these scripts do you want? I'm like, and this will just be what you do for the rest of your life. And you were like, no, no fuck that. Like, I'm not going to do that. But most people go, well, he's a doctor. He must know. Right. And they just get this crappy it's advice. Funny. There's yeah. all these other things, man. So I think what you're doing with what you have and then the amazing videos you're posting on your social media of you doing tax fit literally all around the world is freaking incredible, man. I love watching your stuff. You know, you got the bat. You're behind all these like amazing, like geographical places, beautiful backgrounds, amazing scenery, beaches. Like it, it's pretty awesome, dude. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, brother. Yeah. It's like, I love it. Right. Same thing with same thing with jujitsu. So it's an extension. So it's given me like, I mean, just more things to be passionate about, stay in shape, right? Stay moving and help others. Cause man, I love jujitsu. Don't get me wrong. Right. I, I, I think everybody should do it, but you know what? It's not for everybody. Somebody's sweating in somebody else's eye. Or whatever, whatever. <laughs> it's not for everybody. You know, that, that's okay. I accept that. I accept that now. You know, I accept that, but everybody can do tack fit and you can get the benefits that you get from the martial arts just with tack fit, you know? So Man, it's uh, it's been it's been just an amazing journey, and and uh, just grateful that I can connect those two things as well, jujitsu and tackfit, because it's the yin and the yang with jujitsu. Because after a lot of years of doing jujitsu, you become shaped a certain way, and so you got to pull yourself in the opposite direction. So this giving me it's giving me tools. I have so many black belt friends, right, that you know have been training for so long, and man, they can't they can't really train anymore because it hurts too much or whatever. They you know their lower back. You know, they can't walk after they train. So it's nice because I, you know, where they go to the doctor, right? And it's like, oh, yeah, I think you need to get shoulder surgery. And I, I, I say, let me see. Then I, I have to do some movements. I'm like, okay, looks like your shoulders are, your, your, your lats are really tight. Once you stretch out your lats here, do it for a week and let me know how it feels. He stretches his lats. Like, they believe me, like the, some, one of my, this is a story of one of my black belts. And he stretched out his lats every day of that week. And he comes back, he's like, man, my shoulders don't hurt anymore. You know, so instead of getting sliced up and getting shoulder surgery, it completely went away. So it's just understanding the body, right? So it's such a blessing because I used to be before, you know, you go to the doctor and, oh, and they would tell me, oh, I went to the doctor and he said I have to get hip surgery. Oh, sorry, man. You know, sorry. Sorry to hear that, man. But I'm like, now I have tools that in my, in my, my toolbox that I can help people with, you know? So, man. I'm like, it's so cool because I, you know, I love jujitsu and I want people to be on the mat. I want them to do it till the end. I want them to be their best at every age, right? Till the end. I mean, we deserve that, right? We deserve that. And, uh, and be successful, right? And use the tools that we get from the mat to be successful in everything that we do. 
I love the principles, right, of, you know, we, that we talked about just the mindset, right, but that sets you up for, for everything, success for everything. No, I love that, man. And for people who, I, I mean, I, I was kind of pushing it on a lot of people after because I was blown away and they're like, full, full disclosure, you know, I'm, I'm always open to whatever, but I've never had anybody start uh, a private jujitsu lesson the way you did. Like I kind of got on the mat, I started doing the regular stretches and stuff. And it was like 5 a.m. or something like that. And generally it's kind of like, my day's going to get going at eight. I want to get a good sweat in. And you kind of were like, well, hold on. Do you mind if we do this thing? And I was like, yeah, of course, man, like your name on the door. And we did it. And I wasn't like really sure of what we were doing, but I went with it. And then you started implementing like not only the stretches, but making them into like kind of jujitsu related movements. And then you started having me go into timer. And I was like, this is kind of cool. Like now I'm, I, it's much better than like your average warm up. I'm getting a better stretch. And then we repped. I know that we, we did two days, but one of the days there was a lot of neck stuff. We were doing a lot of like chokes and things. And usually when I leave, I go and I work all day. And then like the next day, I'm kind of just everything hurts now for the next three or four days. So I was fully prepared for like all day long. Everything's just going to tighten up. And then tomorrow I'm going to be like, let's work a different muscle because I can't move. I have never felt better after a hard workout. The blood flow, I haven't felt blood flow. Like I didn't even realize my blood wasn't like flowing from my my fingertips. I was like, holy shit, like I feel amazing. And then we trained again hard the next day. We did the positional stuff for the deep half, did the same thing. And like, I have never felt so good after a hard workout in probably 10 years. And that was only a couple of days of doing that, man. So like, I, I was, I was really blown away at, at how, how good it made me feel and how unaware I was of how bad my body actually was feeling, even for a guy in shape. And it was incredible. Yeah, that's it. Right. And let's talk about optimization and human performance right and so how much more are you able to train if you do a if you do a cool down if you do like some kind of recovery right how much more can you train if you do those kinds of things so that's i'm like why doesn't everybody do this why doesn't you know some different kind of movements right? you're like why doesn't everybody do this you know um so because that you know like we I, I i share with you i share with people and then once you feel it you become a believer i right? like okay this is legit this is good this is uh this is i should put this part of my part of part of my routine you know um, but, uh, the, you get like Scott Sonny says, you get stronger in their recovery. Right. And, and, you know, the science you know, before there was, there wasn't the science, we'd have the, 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 the metrics or the, the technology, right. To, to measure all these things, but now we do, and now it's science and all the, you know, UFC performance center, all these, these different, these different, uh, you know, tools and things, right. Uh, like the aura ring and just different things. Right. And so you're measuring always like where you are at. Right. And so you get stronger in their recovery and it's still like somebody that you know from my you know coming up in the fight world back in those days too like more you know strong more or going harder isn't isn't better right just better is better but like less is more right less is more actually doing less is you can do more with less and so that's why we did we we did like spend a few minutes right warming up properly and then just a few minutes of cool down and man how much how much more you can do because of that. And you probably, the way you're working throughout the day, instead of having the neck pains or whatever pains, you're able to like feel great the rest of the day. And that's, we deserve that, right? We deserve that, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I think you said you, you I, I don't know what Belty is now, but I, I was listening to you do the podcast with Joey Diaz, which was incredible. Anybody should go back and listen to that. But I think at the time, it was a few years ago, you had a guy who was in his seventies at your gym, like John, John Savage or something Savage. Or... Right, look, you can look up, uh, look up on YouTube. Uh, it's never too late to be a savage. We did a little, we did a little, um, little mini doc, a little, uh, one little, a little video on his story because he's super inspirational. Um, 
He got his black belt. He got his black belt. He's oh, seventy six. He got his black belt. Uh, he's an exa- example. He competes. You know, he has to go up and weight, probably two, three weights, and he has to go down and 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 age right as well because he's probably <laughs> in his age. They keep adding weights. I mean, they keep adding age divisions in every year, so that's good. Um, I don't know if they'll they'll make they'll ever get to his age division by the time he, you know, he's up there. Um, but uh, but uh, yeah, man, it's he's he's super an inspiration, you know. And he and one of the things he says in in the little doc mini doc is like, you know, you know, I'm gonna if it's one thing that I that I give that as an example is like is to is to you know if I if I get knocked down, I'm gonna get up, you know. And uh, he's competed and he's lost, but he keeps showing up. He keeps, you know, getting after it, you know. And I think that's a lesson, you know, for all. And he's he lives it and he walks the walk. That's incredible, man. I I love stuff like that. And again, I don't want to take up too much of your day, so I'll transition a little bit. I could talk jujitsu and mindset and stuff <laughs> all day, man. But on the business side of stuff, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners listen to this podcast, and so many of them start getting some free time through business, and then they want to find something to do, and they find things like TacFit and BJJ and stuff. So obviously, we'll have all the links for all the California people and anybody that can listen to TacFit and watch that stuff. But you have your gym, you have your podcast, you have a whole bunch of things going on as well. I'm interested from the from the business side of it, what was some of the initial surprising things from you going, hey, I love the jujitsu all day, to then actually opening up and doing jujitsu as a as a business? Because a lot of people don't realize all the things that go into sometimes running a successful business. And to just kind of sidestep a little bit, something that I found over and over again, like traction, this ties back in so much better. What you do with your gym, again, how you do anything is how you do everything. I was listening to Mark Paul Gosler, who people don't know is uh, changed jiu-jitsu under you. He played Zach Morris and Saved by the Bell and many other things. But he talked about how he he went and filled something out at your gym years before he ever went there and was on an automated drip. Happy birthday. Checking in. Happy birthday. And after years of him being like, where should I go? He's like, you know what? These guys at Legacy, they wish me a happy birthday every year. I'm going to go check them out. And it was such a great example of just planning those because that I mean real estate that's what it is you know people you just you want to sell your house you want to sell your house you want to no no and then one day they're kind of like you know what I do and Alberto wished me a happy birthday I'm going to sell him my home and just that one thing right there that got him in the door is I think just a, a testament to what you do as a business owner but talk a little a little bit about the businesses practices principles trials and tribulations for you going into that yeah you know so going back to that story of you know I, I was with Mall Easton actually and he's talking about systems you know and there was before there was traction there was a thing called e-myth right Michael Gerber so he had a thing the systemizing things like oh you got to systemize the your gym right because I was doing everything um and so I was like okay fine so I that's how I ended up going to the karate the karate guys is a seminar right how to run a business and things like that not that I wanted to do that, but you know, I was like, man, I'm 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 struggling, you know. I wanna I wanna keep doing this. And the moment, the moment for me was I was in that seminar and there was people in the in the in the group in the seminar, and then there was the fat karate guys in the front. <laughs> the fat karate guys in the front. And the presenter says, who's done 5,000 hours of technical training, like training in the martial arts and things like that. Everybody raised their hand. Next question. Who's done 5,000 hours of sales and marketing training? The fat guys in the front raised their hand, right? And I was like, for me, that was like a pivotal moment. I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta put some work into learning sales and marketing. 
right? And so that's that's how it began for me. Uh, because you think, oh, because you're the best, you know, people are going to come and train with you. Maybe a few people, but really it's like it's setting up systems, right? And marketing that, right? Marketing that. I mean, it was before social media too, right? Social media is definitely a game changer, right? Uh, with those kinds of things, it, it helps a lot, a lot better. But, but still, you know, it's like sales and marketing, right? Sales and marketing, and so that was like the big, the big moment for me. The fact karate guys in the front raising their hand, five thousand hours of sales and marketing training, only them have done, have done that. Uh, and so that was like, okay, that's what I got to do. So I began that journey back in those, back in that day. That was back in, and that was like twenty years ago, over twenty years ago. What do you think one of the key elements in you having such a long-term successful business? Because I think you were the first actual jiu-jitsu gym in the whole state of New Mexico, came out to California, which is very competitive. And you're interesting because if I didn't dig in and really do some research, I wouldn't know that you have trained Zach Morris and Joey Diaz and Vin Diesel and like all these big names. And there's a lot of other guys that they try and get one or two names in their door so they can be like, this is our gym. And they kind of bank it off of that. But you don't do that at all, which, you know, it, it, it can definitely work for you, but you haven't needed that. So um, I'm just interested because obviously you don't accidentally have a successful jujitsu gym for 20 years and, and accidentally have everybody come across yeah. the beach. You say the same things about what a great guy you are. So well, what's been it for you? Man, it's interesting, right? Because, uh, um, living in Santa Fe, New Mexico, that's where I had my first gym, you know, 60,000 people, right? And the demographics aren't very good, like people don't make a lot of money. But we had a successful gym there. We had a lot of students, hundreds of students in the early days before the ultimate fighter, right? Before the UFC became like mainstream. A lot of people that knew about, you know, jujitsu were people that maybe saw the early UFCs, right? In the underground days. Uh, anyway, uh, coming out to LA, I wasn't sure if I wanted to do another to do another school right and then i started teaching jiu-jitsu just at a random muay thai place and five guys out of the six guys got first place i was like all right i gotta do this again it just it was so rewarding you know but it was so much work right to get it going um and uh being having a gym with sixty thousand people and being successful there gave me so much confidence to be in a city of 10 million people and they say per capita, right? Los Angeles has uh, the most martial arts gyms and things like that, right? But uh, coming out here from New Mexico, just I just I just I don't know. Uh, I just that gave me a lot of confidence. Just that any time any any work I would do out there, like it's you know times ten times a hundred probably, you know, of of the return on investment. But man, I think it's I think it, if you ask me that question, I think it's maybe it's my 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 intent my i want to i want to i want to you know make a difference i want to bring out the best in the students you know at the at the bottom you know i want to bring out the potential in the student and that's always my intent you know and so sometimes it doesn't you know doesn't work out or maybe they want to go somewhere else whatever but i just always try to look at it from that angle like hey okay, i think that's better for him like we'll go for it you know but just keeping that in mind so that keeps that culture you know really like pushing working hard man to serve to serve the students, you know, to make sure they can, they get the best out of their time doing this, right? Because not everybody's going to be a professional uh, jiu-jitsu athlete champion or MMA fighter, right? But like, you can get a lot out of out of the training, right? We, you know, we talk about this this whole, <laughs> this whole last hour, right? But uh, man, you know, so I want to give my best. And I think, I think that that's the culture that we have. And, and with that, right, it's, 
I don't know. It's hard to, you know, it's hard to not be successful, right? Because you, you really give your all for the students or the, the child, right? The, 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 the child to, uh, to, you know, get, come out of, uh, you know, get, get the potential out of them, right? Well, I think kind of what you were talking about earlier, which I've heard you talk in some other interviews too, is the sense of community. When I hear other guys like the Joey Diaz and like the, the Mark Paul Gosselers and all these guys that are on your podcast, which we'll talk about next, and they're able to, to name drop all these other guys that other people don't know that are like their own funny characters or rare like individuals or just unique people in classes. You know, it's almost like a, our Matt always says, hey, man, it's, it's the land of misfit toys. We all kind of find each other here. And I think obviously you've done a great job of having a sense of community there because people are going there and finding their people. And they all, every single different show I've heard you on, somebody's referencing somebody else at the gym and how they're affected mm -hmm. by them. And, you know, that always comes from the top down, man. So yeah. definitely putting down that vibe and that energy for people to feel welcome there, which isn't always the case with, with especially with martial arts schools. Yeah. Yeah, that we're close to we're in Hollywood, pretty much, right? Here being here in Burbank, and so we have a lot of celebrities, and and um, I think just just being real and being like humble, right? And just having the the right attitude, the culture, right? Being always being open to learning, and you know, training hard, right? Having having a high level, but you know, being taking care of each other too, you know. Uh, I think people really appreciate that, you know, that people are real, you know. And I think these celebrities and they come here, right? And they appreciate that, you know. There's nobody's acting like like anything they're acting they're being real you know uh they're being authentic uh, and i think that's uh uh i think it's uh, very important right i don't know if you've re ever read the the book tribe as what's his name uh younger um can't remember sebastian. forgetting his sebastian yes sebastian younger exactly you know and uh right like what it's really important for us to be authentic right to be real because in the tribe setting like we need we need people to be themselves so we know like in different times we need them to be themselves right we need to be good at something and we need to feel connected right and so it really taught me what i really do at jujitsu you know like we live in a city of 10 million people but how many people are really connected or are they feeling by themselves but with jujitsu with what we do here at legacy you know like people are connected, you know, people are connected. We can be ourselves. We can, we can be real. We can be authentic, you know, and, you know, whatever, whatever quirks, whatever, whoever we are, we can be real, you know, we can laugh at each other and just, you know, be real, you know, um, and, uh, and our goal is for you to be your best. Our goal is for you to get good, you know, and if you're not getting good, like that's on us. And so like, and that's, just, that's just the energy that we, we have, right? you know? And so I think, yeah, like going back, I think that's, it's a good combination, right? Uh, but going back to that book, really, like I read it back, read it a few years back, and it really, uh, really resonated with me and helped me understand what I really do here. But it's been, it's been even when I was younger, I think that's uh, that's uh, something that's been ingrained in me. And uh, going back to my lineage, like Draculino, giving a shout out to Draculino and the culture he set and the Brazilian culture, you know, it made a huge impact and a uh, huge difference in my life, you know. Just the way, like the warm culture, the way people were really like, uh, just the culture, you know, um, really made a huge difference. I was kind of a quiet kid and, you know, shy, you know, and uh, and uh, jujitsu helped bring it out of me, you know, bring out my, just bring myself out of myself, you know, not being in my head and, and just being more open. So I owe a lot to not just jujitsu, but like 
my my friends and my community and my jujitsu and i think we just that's we're an extension of that of that history you know draculino lineage and and uh, you know all that that's awesome man uh i know we're running short on time you have like another 10 minutes sure sure right, cool. awesome man um so i definitely wanted to talk about the alberto crane show man so talk about how the how did the podcast come together? Like, how has it been for you, Mo? I think there's a statistic like 94% of podcasts don't make it past like six episodes or something like that. And you got you got a bunch on there and, and it's good stuff and you're a great host and you have really good people on. And like I said, I, I, I enjoy listening to it because it's just a conversation. Like no matter who you're talking to, it's the same, whether it's a celebrity or just somebody you do jujitsu with. But I really enjoy it, man. You do a really good job on that. And you have very interesting guests and always very great conversations. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah, thanks, man. You know, started with uh, one of my guys, uh, one of my students here. He um, he's like a marketing guy a while back, some years back, and he mentioned he's like, "Oh, you should do a podcast. You know, you know so many people. You have so many cool people come through the gym. You should do a podcast." I'm like, "Nah, nah, nah not, that's not my thing. I'm not a podcast. I'm not a you know show, TV show, whatever show guy. You know." And um, and then speaking of um, Amal Easton and Elliot, Elliot Marshall, he has a podcast and he's like, Hey, do you want to do a podcast? And I'm like, sure. You know, it was like, you know, he called me up and we did a little zoom or something like that. And, uh, uh, we talked for like, you know, a little bit over an hour and, and, uh, and then I shared it on my social media and so many people came up to me that day. It's like, Oh man, that was so great. Like I learned so much about you, man. It was, it was great, you know? And, uh, and then they're like, Oh, it was like, a, it was like a conversation. I get, I, dec- I get to connect with my friend. Right. Like we're talking right now, we're hanging out. Right. Pretty much. And then we get to share. It's like really being efficient with my time. I love connecting, you know, like I told you, it's my motivation, right. In, in, in the gym. So, uh, I was like, man, that's being efficient with my time. I can, uh, I can do a podcast. I can share that conversation with, you know, with, with all the students and people around the world. Cause I'm connected with the tactic community as well. Um, and so that's how it started. And I did one and then I'm, you know, the martial arts, the discipline and, you know, just persevering. And, you know, we had the pandemic and the people that I had a guy that was helping me produce it and he wasn't coming in, but we kept, kept it going, you know, and figured it out. Um, but man, I, <laughs> be able to do podcasts with Hoist Gracie and Saul Ribeiro. Saul Ribeiro was like my, my favorite competitor of all time, right? Get to do one with him, Mark Kerr, who was the best fighter in the world in the late 90s in my, in my when I was like all in, you know, and just all these like heroes. Uh, and that, man, it's just, it's just like, <laughs> why wouldn't I, why wouldn't I, I get to hang out with these guys and then share that conversation with, with everybody. Uh, why wouldn't I do that? And so like, it's a it's a passion right it's a it's a it's another way for me to connect right to stay to be connected with my students and during the pandemic it was really nice because maybe some people weren't able to come in right but they were able to stay connected through the podcast and, and that, was, that was that was that was pretty cool and they're like don't stop please don't stop doing those you know they're great they're amazing you know so so yeah it's uh it's just uh i love it you know i love connecting with people and, and then it's efficient because i get to share it with everybody no, I think it's awesome. And I, I agree on, on two levels that you get to connect with people. I mean, it's very rare you have a conversation with somebody and they're not checking their phone. Like I get to talk to you for an hour and literally like no interruptions. Like you get to, you don't really get that. Even at the gym, I didn't realize it until I started interviewing some of my friends that I train with. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh yeah, like we roll, we box, like, and then the timer goes off when you're with somebody else. So 
you kind of get like a hello, how are you? Then the bell rings and it's got, you don't get to really understand them and learn. You learn things about people that you've known for years that you didn't even know. So I love that part of it. And then from the listener side, I get to listen to you. I get to listen to Matt. And even though I get to see you guys all the time, it makes me feel like I'm hanging out with you and I'm part of the conversation. And that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great. You know? So I'm going to keep doing them and, and, uh, you know, I got a little podcast studio. I'm here sitting in it, you know, so it's beautiful because it's upstairs, right? At my gym. And so we get guests coming through and I get to, you get to hang out with them, you know, and, uh, and share it. So what are some of your dream, dream guests for the podcast? Bucket list guests. Uh, man, I love Joe Dispenza. Um, uh, just, I think of Joe Dispenza. I think of, uh, man, I've, I've gotten some great, uh, like, like body work people you know just people that i really look up to like this guy named jan sultan it's not he's not like a famous guy and you know in the normal world right but in that in the rolfing community he was like a direct student to this Ida rolf the, the found the, the created rolfing right the body with deep body work um and sometimes like you know podcasts you don't think are going to be that great like end up turning out like they just blow your mind you know you just like keep thinking about them for you know for years right of the things that comes, you know, come out of it, you know. Um, but who my dream? I think Joe Dispenza, uh, man, you know, like, like, uh, like I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting all my heroes, you know, just naturally, you know, coming in, you know. Um, I think, I think, I think, just maybe just Joe Dispenza and that guy, the the tribe book guy, um, Sebastian Younger, you know. Uh, uh, right now, those, those two guys, like. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get him because my dad he wrote he wrote a book called War, and it was start, it was about in the whole tribe book was about PTSD you know, um, the Vietnam veterans right and my dad was a Vietnam vet and you know special forces guy so he was talking about exactly these guys you know, um, and so I you know and then that's so interesting that I do jujitsu now, and I just wanna I just wanna I wanna pick his brain I wanna talk about all these things you know because, man we're you know, we're on social media, we're on our phones, we're on, you know, computer, but we're so disconnected, right? And that's why people are so sick or get so many people are sick. And then, you know, you have the pandemic and people getting, being isolated and even more on their, on their technology things, right? And uh, man, you know, uh, uh, I want to, I want to, I want to pick his brain about things. I want to learn uh, and yeah, share, share that, right? Uh, with, with, with everybody. I think that's incredible, man. <clears throat> so, in closing, what's going on with you? Like, what kind of stuff do you have going on? How can our audience help you connect with you? Talk all things going on with Alberto Crane, with TACFIT, with Legacy BJJ. Oh, man, you know, like, uh, uh, I, I do what I love to do. I, I want to do my best, right? So, like, Legacy's growing, you know, TACFIT for sure. Um, definitely probably looking for to to raise some capital for TACFIT to help it grow, you know. We want to change a billion people's lives, you know, so that's going to take some some help, you know, uh, on that side. Uh, I think we're pretty much, like, I think, uh, straight with some of the legal things, you know, but, uh, you know, anybody invested in, invest and in, interested in investing in tax fit, you know, um, you know, you know, uh, I don't know what, I guess you can contact me and, you know, and, and uh, find me on social media or somewhere else, you know, um, you can find me LinkedIn, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I want to do good work. I want to make a difference in people's lives, you know, and uh, yeah, you can find me on social media, Alberto Crane, Instagram, and, 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 you know, all the, all the other platforms as well. Uh, but I want to do good work. I want to, I want to, 
help people right um and uh just grateful that i get to get to share what i what's done so much for me that's awesome man so for anybody listening if you want to check it out i'll have live links on there for all the ways to connect with legacy bjj all the ways to connect with you personally on all your social media and all the ways to connect directly with TACFIT. So what's it be?